as the Exodus is happening, we, you can uh, turn in your Bibles, if you would, to, to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. Right at the end of the chapter, we, are, uh, we talked last week about the last things, about the time that is coming, the day of the Lord that is coming, and that we need to be about the work of the coming king, because we know that day is coming. Remember from Acts chapter 1, we looked at and, and said that when, when the disciples asked, is it time, is it time, Jesus' answer was, go be my witnesses. And then when he goes up into heaven, the, they're standing around looking up and the angels say, what are you standing around looking up for? We got work to do. We don't focus on the second coming and, and try and time it out and, and, and put it on charts and graphs and all that stuff. We get about the work of the coming king. We get to the, to the kingdom work. And, and, and that's what we're going to talk about this morning is evangelism and missions. So we continue on what we believe. And it's the Baptist Faith and Message article number 11 this morning, Evangelism and Missions. But let's read Matthew chapter 28. Now, normally, the Great Commission, we, we, we study this from chapter, or chapter 28, verse 18 to 20. But I want to back up a little bit and give you a little more context. So we're going to start in chapter, chapter 28, verse 16. Matthew 28, starting in verse 16. It is up here behind me. The eleven disciples traveled to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped, but some doubted. Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. So now let's look at the Baptist Faith and Message article, number 11, entitled Evangelism and Missions. Uh, there are some more copies of it back here. It is up here behind me, though. Evangelism and missions. It is the duty and privilege of every follower of Christ and of every church of the Lord Jesus Christ to endeavor to make disciples of all nations. The new birth of man's spirit by God's Holy Spirit means the birth of love for others. Missionary effort on the part of all rests thus upon the spiritual necessity of the regenerate life and is expressly and repeatedly commanded in the teachings of Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ has commanded the preaching of the gospel to all nations. It is the duty of every child of God to seek constantly to win the loss to Christ by a verbal witness undergirded by a Christian lifestyle and by other methods in harmony with the gospel of Christ. So, so you can see we, we have the Great Commission here. We have the Great Commission in, in Matthew chapter 28. So let's look, uh, let's look first at its context here. Now, I will say this. Under the article of, in the Baptist Faith and Message, there are about 30 scripture references. So does Jesus tell us we need to be about his work? Yeah, more than 30 times. So it is clearly... It is clearly a command of God that we share our faith. And so let's look at the context here uh, that, that I picked up from verse 16. First of all, verse 16 tells us the who. It tells us 
the disciples are gathered, the followers of Jesus. Now, these guys are not pastors. They're not missionaries. They're not evangelists. They're followers of Jesus, just like all of us are. They're followers of Jesus. And so this commission is for every follower of Jesus, every disciple of Jesus. Now, verse 16 or 17 also says, or verse 16 says that he gathered them on the mountain where he directed them. Now, you have heard me say time and time again from this platform that you are where you are on purpose, with a purpose. You are working where you work, living in the neighborhood you live in, shopping in the places that you shop, eating at the restaurants you eat at because Jesus has directed it. And what's the purpose? To share the gospel, to show people Christ, to make disciples, as it says here. These guys are gathered where Jesus directed them to gather. So are you. You, again, you keep hearing me say, you are the missionary God has commissioned in your workplace, in your neighborhood, in in the restaurants that you eat at, in the places that you shop. You are the commissioned missionary for that place because Jesus has directed where we are, where each of us are. Now, this... uh, this actually is, is, is expanded upon a bit. When it says in verse 18, go, therefore, that, that word is actually a participle. It actually means going. And it's used in other places in the Bible to say in your going or as they went. So you are, uh, we are to be making disciples as we go about the places Jesus has directed us. This does not say, go to Africa. This says, in your going, make disciples. In your going, where are you going now? Jesus has, uh, has directed where you are. And he is giving you commission in your going about your day. Share the gospel. Make disciples. As you went on your way, share the gospel. So we know the who, us, every disciple of Jesus Christ. We know the where, where you are right now, where you work, where you live, where you shop, where you eat. And we know the what, make disciples. Make disciples of every nation. Share your faith. Now, it also said, though, if you noticed, some doubted, it said, Did you notice that? It it said in verse 17, some doubted. Now, I want you to to understand the doubt, that that statement. Because it also says in the beginning of that same verse that they worshipped Jesus. So it's not an unbelief doubt. It's an uncertainty. Think of it this way. Think about what these disciples have, have been through here. They have followed Jesus for almost three years. They have seen him do amazing things. They've seen the the sick healed. They've seen miracles happen. Then they saw Jesus tried and, and beaten and whipped and crucified. 
and buried. And in fact, the Gospels tell us when that happens, they're all hiding in a room behind a locked door in fear of the Jews, it says. So they're afraid. And then Jesus appears. The resurrected Jesus appears. And then Jesus says, by the way, go to this place I'm going to show you. Go to this this mountain. I'll meet you there because I got something for you to do. So do you think there's some uncertainty in them? This is what we would probably call today cognitive dissonance. They just can't wrap their minds around what they have seen and what they have, have, have witnessed, what they have heard with their own ears. They can't wrap their minds around what Jesus has done. And so they know what Jesus can do, but they are uncertain about what Jesus will do. And I think that's right where we live. I think that's right where we live. We know what Jesus can do. We've seen it. We've seen it with our own eyes. We've seen it in our families. We've seen it in our church. We've seen it in people we know. We know what Jesus can do, but we are uncertain about what Jesus will do. That's where these guys were. They know what he can do, but what is he going to do next? What's next? What will he do? And so I want you to notice how Jesus answers their doubt, their uncertainty. Verse 18 begins with, Jesus came near to them. He answers their their doubt, their uncertainty with his presence. He answers their uncertainty with his presence and power. That's the answer to our uncertainties. His power, his presence. That's That's how he answers them. In fact, he not only draws near them here, but then he says at the end of this that he will be with us always to the end of the age. So his presence is with us always. That's his answer to our doubts and uncertainties. Maybe as you think about sharing your faith with those you work with or those you shop with, you have a lot of uncertainties. You have a lot of doubts. Yet you wonder, am, am I the right guy for this? I'm not an evangelist. I'm not Billy Graham. And we think in terms of Billy Graham and Franklin Graham, and we think in terms of pastors and missionaries and, and all of these people that, that have been trained to share the gospel. But I want to give you a, a, a couple of stories from Scripture to make you think this through because in Luke chapter 10 Jesus sends out the 72 right you've read this story Jesus sends out the 72 what do we know about these 72 nothing they are unfamous they are unnamed they are they we don't know anything about them at all as a matter of fact they they're sent out they come back they talk to Jesus about the demons even had to listen to us And then what Jesus does is teach them to pray and teach them parables about the kingdom of God. Wait, shouldn't they know how to do that stuff before they're sent? That's how we think, right? Jesus sends them out. All they are is followers of Jesus. We don't know anything more about them. And they're not trained because Jesus does the training when they get back. 
Another good story is Acts 11. In Acts chapter 11, starting starting about verse 19, we have a great revival that happens in Antioch. A huge revival happens in Antioch. And who leads this revival? Is it the disciples? Is it Paul? No. It's a guy from Cyrene and a guy from Cyprus. We don't know his name. We don't know either one of their names. We don't know what their background is. We don't know what their training is. We don't know, are they seminary graduates? Are they, uh, how do they know enough to start a revival? They're followers of Jesus. That's all they needed. They're followers of Jesus. It is, if you look carefully through Scripture, it is the unnamed, the unfamous, the untrained that are constantly sharing the gospel, making demons flee, and starting revivals. That's us. That's you and I. The unfamous, the unnamed, the, the untrained, as far as we can tell, are the ones doing the kingdom work. We think in terms of the 12 disciples and Paul and, and these guys doing all this work, but if you look carefully, all through the Gospels, it is these unnamed, unfamous, untrained followers of Jesus that are making demons flee and that are causing revivals. So we know the who, every one of us, not, not just the seminary trained, not just pastors and missionaries, not just every one of us, every believer has been commissioned. We know the who, us. We know the where, where we go, where we are going, in our going. We know the what, make disciples. And then it tells us the how, his power. Verse 18 says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. His power. How did all of these unnamed, unfamous, untrained people spread the gospel, cause revivals, cause demons to flee? How did they do that? His power. We get caught up in our Weaknesses. Well, I don't, I'm not a good speaker. I, 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 don't, I don't pray well out loud. I don't, I don't, we, we get caught up in all the stuff we don't know, all the stuff we don't do well. And these folks, they got caught up in the power of Christ, the presence of Christ in their life. And they went. And they spread the gospel. And they, they caused demons to flee. And they caused revivals in cities because they did it in his power. Now, as an SBC church, we're part of two amazing missionary networks. North American Mission Board, or NAM, you've heard me talk about them before. I'm a a NAM-endorsed chaplain to law enforcement. Um, They they have church planners, they have uh, uh, church builders, disaster relief is part of NAM, Uh, great, Great organization for North America. And then there's the International Mission Board, or IMB. And that lets our little church support missionaries all over the world. Your 
part of what you give to this church goes to them, goes directly to support International Mission Board. But I want you to understand something. Writing the check does not fulfill the Great Commission. You know, uh, some time ago, the IMB, the, the International Mission Board, had, had a video out. And it, uh, it said that the Great Commission leaves us three choices. Go, send, or disobey. I need you to understand that we still have to go. Sending does not fulfill the Great Commission. Every single disciple of Christ, every single follower of Christ is commissioned to share the gospel where you are, where Christ has directed you. Every single one of us. We have a, a slide in our announcements called Who's Your One? This is actually a North American Mission Board or NAM uh, program. And it's, and it's Who's Your One? Yeah, you getting to it? There it is. Now, it's in announcements while y'all are chatting and hugging and, and such. You probably don't notice it, but this is, this is who's your one. Will you pray that God will put somebody on your, on your heart to share the gospel with? When you get, will you pray that that opportunity happens? And for the wisdom to know when that opportunity is there. For the courage to speak. Will you pray for these things? Will you Who's your one that God is going to put on your heart to share the gospel with? I want you to consider something. If everyone here did this, if everyone here prayed and asked God for one person and then prayed for the wisdom to know when, the, when it was time to share the gospel and, and prayed for the words to say, the courage to say them, we would double in size by June we'd have to put more chairs in. We'd have to move back outside. Think about that. Who's your one? See, the Great Commission tells us who. Every single believer in Jesus Christ. It tells us where. Where we have been directed. Where you are right now. It tells us what. Make disciples. Share your faith. And it tells us how in the power he gives us. It isn't about your weaknesses. It's about his power. Will you share the gospel where you are? Who's your one? I'm going to ask that you bow your heads and consider that question. Who's your one? Who will you Ask God the opportunity to share your faith. Will you ask God for the wisdom to know when it is, when the time is right? Ask him for the courage to speak when the time has come. Who's your one? Father, I thank you for this, your word. I thank you, Father, that you have commissioned and called every single one of us. And that so often in scripture, 
We see it as folks like us that are causing demons to flee, that are causing the, this, the, the gospel to be spread, that are causing revivals in cities. Remind us of this. Empower us to make disciples. For it's in Jesus' name we ask. Amen.